Hello and welcome to our podcast, Treating Cancer the Three E-Way. In this podcast, Lothar Hirnais and myself, Klaus Pertl, are looking at cancer in the 21st century. Looking at cancer, obviously, from a different perspective, giving you a different perspective, because after more than 170 years almost of conventional therapies, numbers are not getting better. So I think it's time to also be open that there might be different and better options. Lothar, welcome today. Hi, welcome Klaus. Now, today we want to look at specifically breast cancer and prostate cancer. And we love, we are very practical people. And therefore, we want to share today what are the top three strategies for treating or at least looking at those cancer cases. And we want to specifically focus more on breast cancer and prostate cancer because they are more than 200 types of cancer so therefore it is not possible to really say what are the best strategies that generally uh, for every cancer so we want to be a bit more spe specific today so Lothar what do you think are the three best things that people can do if they get diagnosed either with breast cancer or prostate cancer let me start with the first main most important point here especially for these two types uh, is take your time this is this is the good thing. You know. Nobody dies on breast, or especially not on prostate cancer, uh, in the next few weeks or even months or years. Um, I know for people who are not in holistic oncology and, and uh, they, they're still thinking, like we, we, we discussed already in the other podcasts, um, that, that if they don't make something this week or next week at least, uh, they will die you know, in, in a few weeks. No, 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 no. Wait a second. If you have breast cancer and you have, um, just think about um, how often a cell is, is dividing. Um, if you have breast cancer, I'm sure you have these two more a few months for sure, even a few years. So there's no need uh, to, to hurry now here and uh, to hurry up and, and, and do a, a therapy next week. So the first thing is take your time. Then the next step, of course, would be the question, why? Why do I have it? And, and, and the real question here is, why do I have this tumor at that uh, um, um, uh, a point in, in my body in, in the breast and um, and what what does this this tumor wants to tell me so this is the, the, the next step where we have to we have to ask why and then of course we should do a goal setting we should do okay um, what I'm doing because the second question which which means uh, why do I have it um, is not always uh, so easy we, we know normally in let me say 50% of the cases you find it out very very fast but there are in cases you don't find it out just uh, within a few minutes and so you have to talk uh, a lot with these people and, uh, and and the people they have to think a lot about why do they have cancer and um, so then they do a goal setting what what does this mean the goal setting the goal setting normally um, the main point is why do i have cancer this is the, the other one and then the next is what, what can I do for myself? Uh, here, let's start first to the body. What can I do to my body? So, for sure, you can do some detox work, like uh, enemas or like, like uh, uh, doing something for your colon, um, something for your skin, um, doing just 
let me say poisons out, you know. So do a, do a plan here. And then I would say if you are not uh, really a vegan, really uh, in, in organic food already for years, um, you should think about going to an organic diet. Um, of course, we, we, we are famous for doing the Budwig diet, but um, it also something else is okay. But at least, at least it should be organic food and uh, at least it should be a nutritional therapy like Budwig or like Gerson or at least, let me say, Ayurveda or Biotic or something like this. It must be a system, not just eating what you want uh, and just buying now from from an organic uh, farmer. Uh, this is not enough, you know. You you have to do uh, a system like Budwig or Gerson. And, uh, and then you always come back to why do I have it? Because why is this so important? If you have this, um, then you, you, the, the, the tumor will go. So with, with, with breast cancer, of course, uh, the main thing is operation, what, what most people are doing. But do I have to operate? My, my, my uh, thing here is to tell you, you know, first do a therapy, then do an operation. Why? And not the other way. You know what, what, what most people are doing? They do first operation, then they do a therapy. But then, of course, you, you don't know. Think about if you cut the tumor out, how do you control how good is the therapy? It's nearly impossible, you know, because how do you control it? Normally, you, you can control it at, at, uh, with the tumor. Uh, I know to do something like what I just recommend is only possible if you can sleep it's only possible if you understand holistic medicine. It's only possible if you trust yourself and your body. If you don't trust yourself, if you can't sleep, then I definitely recommend you to go for an operation. Because otherwise, if you can't, let me say, sleep because you have a tumor in your, in your breast, um, this is not good. Then I definitely recommend you to go for, for an operation. And, and um, um, so, so this is this is the first thing. Why first treatment? Can yep. I can I add here something, Lothar, that the, the the listeners understand? When you say you can't sleep, it's not about that you have sleeping problems. It is it means more or less you are stressed and worried and have a high level of anxiety yes, exactly. because of exactly. the tumor. Yeah. I think that's what you mean with uh, yeah. when you can't yeah. sleep. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't uh, explain this in details because for me it's, it's a daily thing to use these words. Yeah, uh, thanks. Yes, you, you are one hundred percent right. And here, even it's uh, when I say don't sleep, it's more. You know what is more important is how fast you can start to sleep. You know because if your brain is working and working and worrying, if you are anxious, anxious and anxious, then I think you have to go for an operation. Or you have to do, let me say, uh, non-conventional therapy, destroying the cells, you know. Uh, um, um, uh, it doesn't matter which, which one it is now, if you do vitamin C, high dosage, or electro-cancer therapy or something. But then you have to destroy the tumor. If you, if you can't sleep because your brain is working and working and working and you have stress and stress and stress. So, so that, that's it. Yeah. But otherwise, um, it, it, it really helps to start first with treatment. And then you you make a contract with yourself how long you do this, you know. Let me say four or six weeks, okay? And then you still can go for operation. You still can do chemotherapy or radiation or whatever. But um, 
you know, don't be worried that if you don't do this in the next four weeks, we'll die or you have metastasis in the liver and all these things. No, 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 no. All the statistics are showing this will not happen. If a, if a doctor is saying that I'm wrong here, um, he, he shall show any, any study which is proving that I'm not right here. Because all studies, I know, you mentioned in the last podcast, one from Denmark, you know, that there is no difference in breast cancer if you wait for two months. They did this big study in, in, in Denmark with 7,000 uh, women, and there was no difference whether they were waiting for two months or not. So so you can see here with this study, um, it proves that if you wait for four, six, eight weeks, you do the therapy, and then you see what happens with your tumor. And uh, I think this this is exactly the same. And, and the same, of course, is, is uh, with prostate cancer. Prostate cancer is so slowly. And think about with prostate is is, is another really strange thing. Uh, nearly half of all men over eighty, they have prostate cancer, <laughs> but only three percent dying because of uh, prostate cancer. So ninety seven percent they dying with. This tumor. So prostate, uh, of course, prostate. I, I'm not saying prostate cancer is not a bad thing. Of course, uh, um, too many people die on prostate cancer. But one thing is for sure: um, with prostate cancer, you even have more time to do a therapy before you, let me say, cut out the prostate or you do some radiation or you do really bad things, especially to your bladder when you do this, and so on and so on. So with prostate, definitely. First, do detoxification, change your diet, and uh, uh, take your time to find the cause. Um, of course, on, you need professional help here. It's not enough to sit uh, at home uh, on the terrace and, and think about, okay, it's helping, yeah, do this. But quite often, you need professional help, you know, from, from some therapists who just helping you talk with you. It doesn't matter is a psychoanalyze, is a psychologist, is is it doing synergetic? Uh, whatever you do, if you go inside and talk to somebody, you just walk that you uh, work that you find out um, um, why did you get this uh, type of cancer. And so that's I think that, that that's the main point here, Klaus. Yeah, and I would uh, add something from uh, from a statistical point. Um, what happens with breast cancer in specific is, in particular, is this: there are uh, some type of knots in the breast that are not cancerous, and the chances that when you do a diagnosis that a false positive is diagnosed is with breast cancer very high. There's a high number of false positive. And therefore, I think, especially with breast cancer, it is it is it can be a very very helpful strategy to wait and see a little bit and see if it really, when you do two months, three months later, another screening, if it's really cancerous or not. So, especially there is maybe another interesting idea to look at the potential and at least have a second or third opinion. And I think also with prostate cancer, it's a big, big issue with the PSA count or the PSA measurement. I think in the USA, they have stopped using it, but here it is still used. And that indication, again, can very often cause problems and uh, again causes people maybe to have an operation and suffer for many years the side effects. Um, so therefore, those two are also very prone 
to false positive in diagnosis. What, what, what's your experience there? Yeah, absolutely. With breast cancer, I think uh, breast cancer, they are like disease, the ductal carcinoma in situ, you know, which they just counted to breast cancer. And now, uh, like in America, they stopped it. Now it's not breast cancer anymore. And then... Um, The problem is, if you have this node in, in your breast, you never know exactly what it is. You're, even even if the pathologist is saying, oh, this is for sure uh, cancer, but sometimes they are going away. There are, there are so many studies which are showing that women um, who had a node in the breast and even they made a biopsy and, and it was cancer uh, and they did nothing, uh, the node was also, the tumor was also going. Um, this is um, a really, really um, um, straight thing. Yes, I, I can totally confirm what you just said. Yes. And what about the PSA for men? What is your view on this? Well, the PSA. This is a. Uh, I don't know whether, whether you can really use it. Uh, just think about uh, the laboratory um, results. You know, uh, some years ago. If you had just, uh, you know, one is uh, for them was normal. So, so many, many men, they had more than one. They had two or, or three or something. And then for, sometimes this was already cancer, you know. For sure, if you had five or six, this was cancer. I saw patients that had 5,000, 6,000, 10,000. So what, what, did, what did they have, you know? If three is cancer, what do you have if you have 5,000? And uh, I also saw patients, you know, they had 5,000 and three weeks later they had five. So, so yeah, the PSA, uh, it's more specific. This is what the world is saying at the antigen. But you can't say, you know, um, if you have five, you must do a treatment. The, 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 no, definitely not, you know, definitely not. Uh, so um, uh, it's, it's okay to look on, on the PSA, but never... Um, um, do a treatment just because of uh, your PSA is higher or lower. There are some people, they're dying and they have a normal PSA value. So, um, no, no, this um, you, you can't do. It's, it's, it's too dangerous just to count on the PSA. So, dear listeners, if, if you are affected by those two uh, cancer situations, I think there is some hopefully good news for you that A, uh, you do probably have more time than maybe in other cases. Uh, so secondly, that makes a lot of sense to double check uh, false positive is a potential. The numbers are relatively high. And thirdly, both cases give you a lot of time to think what are the causes and then to then decide again, as we said in the last podcast, Is my theory, is my is my concept uh, killing because then I can sleep again, or is my concept, my philosophy of strengthening, building up, um, empowering cooperation with the cells so that the cells can divide normally again and become healthy let, cells? Let me add one point, Klaus. Here, with breast cancer, the the normal situation is uh, a woman under the shower, she feels a note, she goes to the doctor, the doctor makes a mammography or, or uh, ultrasound and saying, yeah, there is something. Okay. But of course, they don't know exactly what it is. And, um, and then they normally send them to hospital doing a biopsy. And this is a very strange thing doing this because, you know, the, at, at university, the professors are teaching the, the medical students, hey, listening, One cancer cell, which is 
going through the blood or the lymph system uh, to another part, for example, into the liver, um, can make there a new tumor. At the same time, they prescribe doing a biopsy. And uh, the biopsy, of course, when, when you go in with a needle in, in a tumor, millions of cancer cells will go out of the tumor. So, so the last thing what you should do is just to, to go with a needle into a tumor. Okay, so this is the, the thing you should never do. So if you are very worried, what do I have now? Because um, even in the MRI, you're not 100% can say, is this a tumor, a, a malignant tumor or not? You know, what you should do then is cut it out. Cut it out and give the complete tumor to the pathologist. And then you can think about what happens then. But never ever, please, if you have noted in the press, never ever allow somebody to go with a needle into this tumor. Because if you have breast cancer, and if this is full, if this tumor is malignant, it means one centimeter by one centimeter already has more than 1.24 billion of cells. It means millions of cancer cells are going out into the tissue and one thing is for sure, this is not helping you. This is a very bad thing because new tumors will start after that. So, so the last thing you ever do is a biopsy. And with prostate cancer, it's even worse. Klaus, I don't know uh, whether you're familiar with, with, with um, biopsies at, at prostate. This is unbelievable. You know what they do there? They go with a needle in and they don't go out, you know, and, and the prostate is too big, you know. So what they're doing with the same needle, this is the interesting thing, with the same needle, they go five, six, seven, up to 12 times. They make holes in your complete prostate. And think about if if they, for, for example, you have a prostate tumor somewhere and they hit with the first shot, they hit your tumor and they, they do some something out. And now... They, they do the needle out full with all these cancer cells and they, they do again going with the needle again in all the other parts of the prostate. They spread it around the complete prostate. So this is the most nonsense, most stupid thing I, I, I really saw with when, when it comes to the biopsy thing. So, so with really never ever, especially with breast cancer and with prostate cancer, do a biopsy, please. This is the last thing you should do. Very good. I think that's a very important information because everybody says it's so natural. It's part of the process. Nobody ever uh, criticizes it and nobody speaks against it. So it just sounds normal and it's what you do. But but this is a very important message and important information for everybody. Yes, absolutely. You know, there's also an interesting thing. Uh, I remember 20 years ago, it was a totally normal thing that uh, a woman came with breast cancer in a hospital. So what they have done, uh, the surgeon cut it out. They send it straight ahead to uh, to the pathologist down in the cell normally where they are. And uh, then they're waiting a few minutes. And then um, the pathologist was saying, okay, it's cancer or not. If it's not cancer, they just close the skin and that's it. If it's cancer, they normally do a so-called R0 resection, which means um, they cut you know, two centimeters in the healthy tissue. This was a normal thing. But in the last years, I found out 
that they, they are not doing this anymore. If, if uh, I had many women, they, 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 I told them, please do it that way. And they said, no, no, the, the hospital is saying we're not doing this. But this is the only way how you can do it in a healthy way for a woman. And, and now the hospitals are saying we are not doing this anymore, you know, because what is behind? Behind is, you know, they want to do operation and they want to, to finish the operation very fast. They don't want to wait and they don't want um, to speak to a pathologist and saying, hey, in 10 minutes you get the, the, the tumor and you have to tell me in 15 minutes is it cancer or not, you know. So this is not working very well, of course, this, um, because then you have to have a very good structure between the operation um, and between the pathologist and all these things. And this is too much for them. And maybe there, is, there are some other reasons. I don't want to go too deep in this. But anyway, um, they, I found out that they are not doing this anymore. But I, please, all the women who are hearing this now, never ever do a biopsy in your breast. If you can't sleep, if you are worried you have cancer, then go to a surgeon. He shall cut it out, give it to the pathologist, and he tell you. And it's better to have two operations if they say, no, we're not doing it. It's better to have two operations than um, uh, I'm doing this. Because the, the, the last thing you want to have is millions of cancer cells spread totally everywhere in your breast. And thank you, Lothar, for sharing that, that very important message. And uh, I hope, dear listeners today, you got something out of some basic concepts, How what, what are really good strategies if you are... Um, facing uh, breast cancer or prostate cancer and I hope we could uh, support you and, and help you a little bit with that uh, information. Lothar, thank you my, very much again for a wonderful podcast and goodbye from my side. And goodbye from my side and like always, carpe diem.